Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Volume. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, a little go low pod. How are we doing we have another event this week. It's called the Colonial. Michael Block. You know, some might say Jordan Spieth. I'd say Block is the headliner. Uh, so golf keeps on keeping on. We got the Memorial next week. We are going to have a little hiatus. This is the last podcast till next week. Uh, have a good Memorial Day. Everyone just enjoy themselves and take a little breather. And then we'll get back on the horse. I see OTA practices rocking and rolling. Rogers got hurt. Uh, Sam Darnold and Trey Lance battling it out. So uh, we'll have some football content next week as well, but this will be the last pod until next Wednesday. We'll have a golf podcast previewing the Memorial and then probably a football podcast on Friday. That is the plan. So what we will do on this show is I'll answer a couple mailbag questions and then we'll just get right into Sobel. At Golopod is the Instagram for this show. Fire in those DMs, and we will answer any golf question at Golopod. If you want to ask a football question, just fire into my regular DMs at John Middlecoff. We're live. I mean, we, we talk whatever. And uh, and yeah, so that's there's not much to say based on last week that I have not said. So we, we'll just talk about it with Sobel. Like, I, I'm not... People are like, what's your take on Brandel Shamby and Claude Harmon? Like, I'm so tired of reacting to the media. Like, I mean, I just, I, I do not care anymore about this live PGA Tour. It is what it is. Some guys are over there. A lot of guys stayed. They play together in the majors. That's just, nothing's going to change. So, Shambly and Eamon Lynch, who hate those guys, and everyone that supports those guys, I, I honestly do not care. I just, I, I can't care any less at this point. Obviously, I wish everyone just played together beside the majors, but... It can't really be argued that it's made the majors even bigger than they already were because it gets everyone together, especially the big dogs, right? Cam Smith, Brooks Kepka, Bryson, DJ. So it's, listen, it's not an ideal scenario for us consumers because that's what I care about. I think the media sometimes loses touch with the consumer. It's all I care about is how do we feel as golf fans, as people that play the golf and want to watch the golf. But I, I'm just kind of tired of just the the hamster wheel that is just this argument going back and forth because it changes nothing. Phil's firing out tweets, which, listen, I mean, when, when we get actual information, then we'll have takes to have. But you guys will find out soon. Well, I'm waiting. I'm, uh, I'm interested. Uh, I don't know why I just went on that rant, but just because I didn't really want to talk about it on the podcast. At Golopod, like I said, and if you want to go to a golf event, if you want to go to a sporting event, if you want to go to a concert, if you want to go to a comedy show, here's what you do. You download the GameTime app, the official app of this podcast. 
and you type in the promo code GOLOW, G-O-L-O-W, and get $20 off any pair of tickets. Do that. Very easy to do. And uh, and yeah, you want comedy shows, any sporting events, any concert, you want to go see some live music, get outside, have a brewski, do it on me, promo code GOLOW. So like I said, what I will do here, answer a couple questions, and then we'll just dive into uh, my talk with Sobel, who was at Oak Hill, talked to Block every day, obviously, you know, Victor Hovland hater, I, I will call him. Uh, as well as, as as been to all the majors with Kepka winning, and I, I think we're in agreement that you know right around the corner, Kepka's odds aren't right for the LACC U.S. Open, which is you know in twenty days, he, he should be every bit the favorite or right there with Rom and Scotty Scheffler. If they're nine to one or eight to one, he should be nine and a half to one or eight and a half to one. And if you put him at the same odds, I couldn't complain. But he should have better odds than Rory, and he currently doesn't. Like, he's just, he's better with everything that when it matters in these majors. Not really arguable at this point. And Scotty and Rom, I have a lot of faith in those guys. If you want to place big bets on those three guys, feels like one of the three of them is going to win LACC. Uh, also kind of like Cam Smith as well. Me and Sobel will talk about it. Okay, let's get to Bryson. Not DeChambeau, but another Bryson. Question for the pot. What are your thoughts on the PGA versus Live Ryder Cup style matchup? I don't think we would ever see, but it would be very good television. Yeah, I mean, I, I think at the top, Liv is, would be good, right? Bryson, Cam, uh, DJ, even if Bryson's going to play like he just did, he's obviously very dependent on the course fit. But there are a lot of guys that would stink. You know, the majority of their guys are not that. It's a lot of Ian Poulter's and Lee Westwood's and Bubba, who's not any good anymore. So to me it wouldn't actually be that close. What I think has to happen is Kepka has to be on the American Ryder Cup team. And I think that he will be because he's, I just saw he's second in points. I mean, he's probably, I mean, at minimum, I would say at the U.S. Open, he's a lock top 10. Uh, I mean, he could easily win it. If you told me he's in one of the final groups on Saturday, Sunday, I would bet on it. So I, I can't take the Ryder Cup seriously if you're picking... Xander Shoffley's and Tony Finau's great players. I gamble on them a lot. They ain't Kepka. But we're never getting that. We're just not. I think the question is big picture. Does the Ryder Cup, you know, eventually open their arms, which it's not that far away. What is it? Five, six months. Less than that. Three, four months to those guys. Like Kepka, you know, he's probably the only American. I mean, DJ probably not making the team. I don't even think he cares. But for, you know, the on the other tour, Right, you got the European tour at the top is pretty good. Rom, Hovland, Fitzpatrick, uh, obviously Rory, Fleetwood. Uh, Shane, uh, am I missing someone? Is Larry on it? Yeah, Larry on it. Fleetwood, but you know Sergio Garcia, Ian Poulter's played a big role historically on that team, so it, it'll be pretty interesting how they kind of build it. Some other younger names. But I'm pretty fascinated to watch how that plays out. Mailbag. How would you rate the two to four best European players after Rum? Gotta be in some order Rory, Hovland, and Fitzpatrick, I would think. Is there anyone else you would throw in that group? 
Well, I would say that Hovland over the last six months has been better than Rory. So as of today, and as of what we've seen this year, Victor Hovland is a superior play to Rory. Now, that doesn't mean on a given week Rory can't beat him. But if Rom is the clear number one, I would have Hovland number two. And honestly, Matt Fitzpatrick beat Spieth in, uh, where were they Where were they playing? At Harbortown. Fantastic win. I'm pretty sure he was top 10, 15 at the Masters, where obviously Rory missed the cut. I guess Rory just beat him, you know, a couple days ago. But so I, I would say current form in the last, Rory had a better year last year than those guys because how well he played in the majors. I guess Fitzpatrick won a major. But that is a one thing I'll give the Euros at the top of their squad. Really, really good. I mean, if Rom, Rory, Hovland, Fitzpatrick, I think Fleetwood's playing really well. Like, they got a really, really good top half. The problem for them is when they get some of these random guys, now that a large percentage of their guys went to live, and they're playing Xander or Cantlay, right? Like, all those guys can beat, you know, Scotty Scheffler, whoever. It's just can the second half of the group hang with our the depth of our team, right? Because the depth of the American teams like Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Xander, Finau, Homa, those type guys. That's where we kind of bleed them out. But their their top six guys uh, on a given weekend could definitely beat all of our guys. And that's what makes this kind of unique is because you can have some add-on guys, some randoms, and if you pair them with this group, you know, John Rahm liked playing with Sergio. They were always a pair. And I'll give Sergio credit on this. A lot of people have talked shit about the live guys that complain about not making the majors. It's like, well, hey, if you want to play in the U.S. Open, I don't know, you can qualify like a lot of guys do, pros and just kind of random guys. Sergio qualified. He just played in as he should, right? I mean, if, if Sergio, even at this state in his early mid-40s, Shows up to a sectional qualifier. Now, some of these qualifiers have a ton of pros, but just the overwhelming majority of the field, former college guys, fringe mini tour guys, he should destroy. And he did. I mean, he, he qualified. But like, if we can talk shit all we want about James Harden in the playoffs, he shows up to the Y at some, you know, pickup basketball game, he would dominate. So I'll give Sergio credit just on the most basic element of. He just showed up and he played and he got into the U.S. Open, you know, and he's one of the great ball strikers in the history of the game for a reason. But I hope Sergio and even Poulter are in the Ryder Cup. They make it more interesting. Ian Poulter or an excuse me, Lee Westwood, whatever over that guy and some of the other randoms they have. But I'm definitely cool with that group. Uh, I wish the Ryder Cup would expand a little bit. You know, because America, what if it was like America versus the world? Like, I wouldn't mind South America. You could add like the Joaquin Neemans of the world, add some, just a little more flavor, add Asia, Hideki. Like, I'd be cool with that. Australia, Cam Smith. But that, that would make it much more, I'll give you a little term that's in vogue on the interweb, equitable. Because right now it's, it, with the live deflect, defections, you know, it, it doesn't quite feel as fair. I guess Cam Smith's not even eligible. Hey, Australia should be added. You know, it, it really should. I don't know why uh, I'm so passionate about that. But okay, let's dive into Jason Sobel. Before we dive into what's next, do you know that Angie's List is now Angie? 
your home for everything home. And as someone who is currently house shopping and who has bought property before, you walk in, you go, well, I need to fix the kitchen. I need to want to improve this bathroom. I want to fix some stuff in the backyard. And then you go, well, I don't do this for a living. Where do I even start? Who do I even contact? That's where Angie has 20 years of experience combined with new tools to simplify the process. Over 220,000 pros in their network. They can help you get the best price for your product. They have new projects that are priced upfront and clearly lays out the cost before you buy. With Angie, you can request quotes from multiple pros in your area. The pros in your network are locally based. In just a few taps in the Angie app or click on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project from start to finish. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. What is going on back again from the second major of the year with my man, Jason Sobel, who was there all week long with SiriusXM. You can hear him every single day, two to four uh, Pacific Standard Time. And uh, here's the thing. I guess Eastern Standard Time. I was going to fix it. Correct, I, no so one's listening. It's fine. <laughs> uh, no one's listening to you. We listen. Okay, two to four. You know what? They'll just hear the next show, and they'll be like, ah, oh, this is great. I Thank you for the recommendation. They will figure it out. He also, um, key member of the Action Network, writes about gambling. And, and I got to say, I, probably like the rest of America, was personally offended to not see Michael Block as your pick. 401? You talk about yeah. odds. I mean... That, that that is that stealing money? You know what would happen if you had a big outright ticket on Michael Block last week? You know what happened? You lost. Your money. You would have got nothing. <laughs> what a story. No, it was awesome. I got to talk to him after every round. What a good dude. And he is, I mean, look, I, I can't say anything about the other 19 PGA club professionals who are in the field. I'm sure they're all great guys. They're all really good at their jobs. They're all very good players, obviously, to get into the field. I've got to believe that there was no better player to represent the PGA of America and represent those club professionals in that limelight than Michael Block. I mean, he just ate it up. I'm telling you, I, I spoke with him for SiriusXM uh, for our broadcast after every single round. And like 30 minutes later, I'd walk over and like, he's still doing a scrum with all the writers, hand out his phone number. Like, hey, if you need anything else later, just text me. He's going out to the Pittsburgh pub every night, taking pictures with fans. I mean, he absolutely ate it up Sunday morning. I mean, he is legitimately in contention about to go play with Rory McIlroy. You know what he did Sunday morning? He went into the merch tent to go buy some stuff. His wife goes, you know, you might want to like turn your hat backwards and like, you know, go a little incognito. Yeah, whatever. No one will know who I am. And he walks in there. Next thing you know, everyone's taking pictures with him. He signed autographs. He's doing interviews. He absolutely ate it up. I love that guy. You've, I mean, been going to majors for multiple decades now. Seen the the peak of Tiger, Phil, Rory, Spieth, Kepka. Non superstar. Have you ever seen anything quite like this? I was trying to think about it. Because it, 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 it wasn't a one-off, one round. It was all week long leading to playing with arguably the most famous guy on tour and having success. Hit a fucking hole in one. He jarred it. He, he didn't even bounce. It went by right the, in the by hole. By being the uh, great interviewer that I am, my first question for Michael after the final round was, are you kidding me, dude? 
Like that literally was my question. I'm like, I don't even know what to ask. Like that was ridiculous. That was like something out of a movie. And the script writers are like, all right, we're gonna have the club pro who's gonna make the cut, and then he's gonna play with Rory McElroy on Sunday. And it's like, okay, I'm with you. And then okay, and then he's gonna make a hole in one on the last part three. It's not even gonna like touch the flags, it's gonna drop straight into the hole. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How about we have him knock it to eight feet and lip out a birdie putt? Like, that's more believable. But I mean, this script was unreal from him. And so um I was trying to think about that. Another story. I mean, I heard it compared to the Sam Bennett story from the Masters earlier this year where uh, he's an amateur and he wound up like sort of in contention going into the weekend and played really well. That wasn't even close to Michael Block. I think Block is more relatable. Sam Bennett is a guy who by you know later this year, I think, is going to be a professional golfer. He's going to be on the PGA Tour. He's going to be making lots of money. Michael Block, he won the US 46 AM. years old. And he's <laughs> folding shirts and giving lessons back at home when he's not doing this. I mean, it's a great story as far as any other story. I mean, I go back to like a Bob May who got into a playoff in Tiger Woods and he wasn't a big name, but he was at least playing the PGA Tour. I mean, he wasn't a club professional. Yeah. No, I, I don't think there's another story like this. I think that in the moment, we're like, man, we are never going to forget this. This is one of the greatest stories in golf. Five years from now, we're going to be sitting here going, what's that dude who got into the – he was playing well at the PGA. He was like a club pro. So I I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'd am I'm, love to see the story endure. I'd love to see. He's playing Colonial this week. He's going to play the Canadian Open next week. He's absolutely going to revel this uh, his 15 minutes and extend it for as long as he can. I, I don't know if he can keep it going, but I think we'd all love to see it. I, I think before we get into Kepka, what makes it cool is over the weekend, he plays with Justin Rose, major champion, who's probably, what would you say, a top 10 player of his generation in the last 15 years. Rory, who's probably a top two or three player of his generation. And just, I mean, shot one over combined for two rounds. Like that's, to me, the pressure, everyone cheering for him on Sunday. He was, he got as loud of an ovation as Rory or Kepka. I mean, it, it, it was crazy. And the whole one won. That up and down, people are like, oh, Nance was so hyperbolic on it. Think how difficult that was. Now, I understand he doesn't know at the time what's on the line, but obviously everyone looking at him to pull that off, it was an incredible just chip shot. I mean, just to get it in position to make it. Look, the hole-in-one is a hole-in-one. I mean, anytime the ball goes in the hole, it's yeah. Little a seven iron, by the way. Sure. I talk about man of the people, a seven iron from 151 yards. Like, yeah, I was kind of like, <laughs> I, I was kind of you know, clipping the ball a little bit. So I just wasn't hitting it as well. So I kind of decided to take a little extra club there. He said, R- Rory's hitting gap yeah. wedge. He said he had no idea that it went in the hole. All of a sudden, like Rory hugs me. He told me, he goes, I'm like, why is Rory hugging me for knocking it to like five feet? Like, why, why is he giving me a hug right now? And then he goes, Rory, did that go in? And Rory's like, yes, I went straight in the hole, dude. Like, what do you, t- like, how did you not see that? Like everyone's cheering for you. He's like, oh man, like, I didn't realize that. Uh, Good, by the way, was obviously a few groups behind here. The roar, he goes, yeah, that sounded like a hole-in-one roar, and then someone told him it was block, and he goes, that is awesome. I mean, even even Brooks Kepka, who's like, you know, the steely-eyed competitor who kind of doesn't care about anyone or anything else, is like, dude, that is so cool. I love that guy. I mean, that's how much it resonated. Going back to the uh, the up and down at 18, look, I there's nothing better than a hole-in-one. You hit the ball perfectly, it goes in the hole. You can't say like, well, eh, just got lucky there. I mean, it's it's an incredible shot. The up and down on 18 probably takes more skill, honestly, than the hole-in-one on 15. The, the up and down, I mean, he is in nowhere. I mean, he pulls his, his second shot in and 
he didn't know, like you mentioned, he didn't know at the time. Basically, you've got to make par to clinch a top 15 and get back into the field next year. But to get up and down there, I mean, just barely gets it over the bunker, trickles to eight feet, makes the putt. That was awesome. And uh, I mean, look, you can say that this is hyperbolic from him. You can say that, you know, he's just sort of eating it up a little bit. But I love what he said afterwards. I asked him about getting into the field next year. And he goes right off the bat. He says, man, the coolest part about it is now that I've qualified, 20 other club bros get to qualify next year. I basically opened up a spot for another club bro so that we'll have 21 of us. How cool is that? I just I just helped another guy make his year by getting him into the PGA next year. I'm like, man, what an unbelievable answer that was. Well, obviously the champion, Brooks Kepka, who uh, it's pretty clear, right? He was injured. We knew that, but I mean, it, when he's healthy, he is, you know, he is more reliable in these big tournaments than the other guys with the most champions championships of his generation in Spieth and Rory. I mean, he's now past them. And my takeaway, big picture, is like, when does he get to six and join Phil Lee Trevino and Nick Faldo? Because that, honestly, if he stays healthy, doesn't it kind of feel inevitable? Like when once you watch it, you're like, yeah, of well, course. Uh, were we two and a half weeks from the next major championship? <laughs> I should be. Not, you and I were talking about this before we started. How are the odds for Brooks Kepka only at I believe fourteen to one for the U.S. Open? Like, I get like I still think Rom and Scheffler. If I'm an odds maker right now, Rom and Scheffler co favorites plus eight fifty sounds about right for a course that. Nobody really knows that well in a place where, you know, there could be a little differentiation. I, I'm okay with plus 850. I don't think it should be shorter than that. I, as an odds maker, I put Brooks Kepka right behind them at about 950 or 10 to 1. And then Rory at, I don't know, 13 to 1. How is Rory McIlroy shorter odds for Brooks Kepka to win the U.S. Open? That, that makes zero sense to me. Uh, at 14 to 1, Kepka's going to be a play for a lot of people out there. He should be. I mean, look, I've, I've written this in the past and I didn't have him last week. I got on before the final round and saved my week. Um, but how do we not just before every major championship go, all right, we can do all this researching and data diving and looking into everything. And all of a sudden, it just it comes down to three words just bet Brooks, and you're going to do pretty well half the time. I think what's crazy is he has to have now it's, you know, he's had a longer career of all the top players just of the last 30, 40 years, probably the most unique career because just put some players of his generation. Rory he has like 25 wins. Justin Thomas won multiple majors, ton of wins. DJ multiple majors. What does he have? Like 20 plus wins. These guys win a lot. I look today, non-internationally, Kepka has nine wins. Obviously, five of them are majors, and two of them are waste yeah. managements. So it's it, this guy doesn't just win like a memorial here, you know, a players here, a, a random like colonial here. Like, no, he doesn't really participate in, in that operation. The waste management when everyone's there and it feels sweet, and the majors like it kind of makes sense, right? That feels very on brand for Brooks Kepka when you actually pull up his Wikipedia and see the other wins so, non-majors. So here are the numbers: he's got. Four non-majors on the PGA Tour. He's got two live golf wins. He's got one on the DP World Tour, one on the Japan Tour, four on the Challenge Tour, 
and five majors, like of all the different categories. I mean, challenge tour, Japan tour. I get they hadn't played that much over there, but he's got more major championship wins than wins on any other tour, which we've never seen before. I mean, Andy North had three career PGA tour wins. Two of them were us opens. That's not this though. That's not, Hey, I just show up for major championships. And this is part of the reason why I believe that Brooks Kepka has gamed the system. And we've seen, that he's sort of downplayed the whole live thing. If Phil Mickelson won the PGA this past week, the entire narrative is all about live, 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 live. Brooks Kepka wins, and we try asking him about live, and he's like, yeah, whatever, man. That's just, you know, I just play where I play. It doesn't really matter. And there's been a lot of rumor that, uh, look, until he substantiates it, I won't uh, I won't report it, certainly, but uh, there's been a lot of rumors that Brooks Kepka wishes that he could go back to the PGA Tour and has is having some buyer's remorse. I make the point that Brooks has gamed the system, John. What he has done is, okay, I don't really care about the non-majors, so I might as well get paid nine figures to go play those non-majors instead of playing these non-majors. And then four times a year, I'll flip the switch, I'll play my best golf, and I'll become known as the major championship killer once again. And what's wrong with that? I mean, I get it. Some people don't like live. Some people don't like where the money's coming from. I understand that. But just based on a business decision for Brooks Kepka, he is living the best of both worlds right now. And now he's restarted his clock. So it feels like for the, you know, in his prime, he's going to be have access to all these majors now for the next five years. Oh, right? yeah. By winning I, this I mean, tournament. Well, he's so he's he, in the PGA for as long as he wants to be. I mean, Sean McKeel won 20 yeah. years ago. He was back in the field, and he certainly was never the player that Brooks Kepka is. Uh, U.S. Open, he's got, a, I think, what? eight years, seven years left on his exemption there that might, you know, they might tack on more uh, masters. He's now in for a while. I mean, look, he's fine for a while. And even if somehow he runs dry in the majors for the next three or four years, when he's 37, he goes clips off another one and he extends those exemptions. He is just fine for a while. And quite frankly, if those exemptions at some point years from now dry up, don't be surprised if those major championships give him an exemption because why wouldn't they? He's shown that he can go win these things. I don't care if it's 10 years from now and the knees hurting him again. He just gets prepared for these majors. He is the epitome of what Tiger Woods has told us for 25 years. What has Tiger said, John? For 25 years, he goes, I want my game to peak four times a year. And I've spent many hours on a driving range, on a practice green, talking to the world's best professional golfers asking them the question, how do you get your game to peak four times a year? I asked Jason Day that last week. I reminded him that years ago, I'd asked him that question. He gave me the best response. He literally looked at me and shrugged. He's like, I have no idea. It's like, if I'm playing well the week before, it's not like I go, whoa, slow down. I don't want to play as well. And obviously that was relevant because he had won the Nelson the week before, then didn't play well when he got to the PGA. I don't think anyone has had a better answer. Even Tiger for how to get your game to peak four times a year. Tiger Tiger peaked every week. I mean, Tiger was great at the majors, but he was just as great, if not even greater, at the regular PGA Tour events. Brooks Kepka is the epitome of everything Tiger has told us about trying to get your game to peak four times a year. He has figured it out unlike anybody else. When you think about Phil and Tiger, I think Kepka, when you just watch him play, is much, especially on the weekend, much more like a Tiger, just slow, steady, makes a ton of long par putts than Phil would have, like, sprayed off the planet, miraculous shot over a tree when he went in mm-hmm. big tournaments, crazy flop shot, 
You know, he's like, how did he just Kepka's a little boring and he just hits these eight to 12 footers over the week. He just makes a ton of pars that you're like, oh, this is going to be a swing. This is going to be a swing. Then it's not a swing because he drains putts. So there was a strategy that he had coming into this one. He said it was based on not getting the job done at the Masters. He was 54-hole leader, got passed by John Rahm, finished the tie for second place. And he said afterwards, I, I sort of lost my strategy. I lost that mindset. Uh, he was asked after the win, okay, what was that mindset? He goes, nah, I'm, I'm not done. I'm not telling you because I want everyone else to take it away. I think it has something to do with playing a little slower, playing methodical, and basically giving everybody else the Heisman, especially when you have the lead going into the final round of a major. Look, this is how Tiger won 14 of his 15 major championships by playing with a lead going into the final round and essentially stiff arming the field and just not letting them get any closer to him. And I think that's a big part of what Brooks Kepka is trying to do right now, which is let me race out in front and then just not let you catch me. He knows he doesn't have to go shoot 63 on Sunday and win this thing. He can go out and shoot, hey, it might be 67, it might be 69, but whatever it is, it's going to be enough that nobody else can catch him, and he's going to look at the leaderboard, and he's going to figure out exactly what he needs to do to win. It's not unlike a football team that has the ball. All right, we're up four with three minutes to play, and we've got the ball. What are you going to do? You don't have to throw an 80-yard touchdown pass and solidify the victory because – you don't need it at that point. Let's run out the clock. And Brooks Kepka, essentially, he's trying to run out the clock there. And whatever it takes to get a victory doesn't necessarily mean making birdies every hole, but it does mean not making mistakes. Don't fumble the ball with three minutes left in your own side of the field. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Well, two guys that made mistakes back-to-back days that could have won this tournament were Corey Connors and Victor Hovland that literally hit the same yep. exact shot. I mean, it's it's... It's eerie how <clears throat> when Corey Connors did it, no one knew because you thought it hit the lip like any guy played golf over their career, just as a normal, uh, us normal people, hits the lip, goes some weird way. It went, got embedded. And then Victor Hovland, you could tell his reaction. Oh, my God, he did the exact same thing. And then Brooks knocks it stiff, and that's the tournament. So 
I've spoken with Hovland about this in the past. He he is a guy who doesn't watch a whole lot of golf. Now he says this on his off weeks. I don't know that he's a guy who goes back to the rental house or the hotel room after a round, puts on golf channel and watches. I get the sense he doesn't do that. So I still I, I haven't heard he did very limited uh interviews after the round, but I haven't heard whether he actually saw Corey Connor's shot on Saturday or not. I'm guessing maybe not. I don't necessarily fault him. For the shot at that point, he's down. He has to be a little bit aggressive. I think we criticize him if he knocks one back into the fairway, then doesn't get up and down, makes a bogey, and loses that way. We go, come on, Victor, have some balls and go for it. So he went for it, and it didn't work out for him. The one thing that surprised me a little bit, John, is I've always seen... Victor Hovland is a little kind of happy-go-lucky. You know, he's got the smile, and, you know, when he's playing well, he's like, eh, whatever, kind of shrugs his shoulders. When he's not playing well, okay. I mean, which is a great life to have as a professional golfer. I've always thought he's one of the few guys out there whose mood isn't dictated by his scores and results, who's, you know, a lot of the guys out there, you can look at that. Rory McIlroy is the perfect example. Justin Thomas is a great example. Like, you don't need to look at a leaderboard. You can just see their face on the screen and you know if they're playing well or not. Victor Hovland's one of these guys that like, I'm in a good mood today. I'm feeling good. Maybe I shot 74, but hey, you know what? Life is life. And, you know, he doesn't have all the scar tissue built up from years of not winning major championships. I was very surprised in the immediate aftermath. I saw him and he was despondent. I mean, I'm telling you, he looked like a guy who, you know, someone just someone just kicked his dog. I mean, it, he looked like, you know... I, any other player who's been grinding for 20 years trying to win a major that can't get it done. And so well he he had a he had a legit yeah, chance to win, right? Kepka lips yeah. out a putt, he birdies. I mean, he could he could have been a right major champion. He's right there, he's playing he's been well. He's right there for the last 3 majors. I mean, and I maintain after every major championship that getting into the heat of the battle and losing is still a much better experience than finishing in 43rd place. Like we're not talking about the guy that finished in 43rd. We're not we're not talking about Hey, what'd you think of Justin Thomas this week? And does he take some positives from that? Exactly. Like, nah, he wasn't even, I, I don't know. He finished before the leaders even started their round. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about Victor Hovland because he was in the heat of the battle. This will be a good thing for him moving forward. But I don't know. I, I kind of like the fact that he was pissed off afterwards, that he wasn't just like, oh, well, well, didn't win a major, but that's okay. Um, this was not just a shrug of the shoulders for Victor Hovland. And so I, I think that that's something we want to see. We, we want to see him pissed off afterwards. I'm going to skip him at LACC, but I peaked at the open. He's 30 to one. I, I, I like that. I, I, I think I'm going to be all yeah. over him there. Any big picture thoughts on this tournament headed in to the other major here in a couple weeks? One thing I took away was, you know, I played LACC one time. Uh, you can spray it a little bit in, in Cam Smith. You know, oh, I don't, don't know if he's known as the straightest Love driver. It. He kind of heated. He kind of heated up, and it's just you can get him in that mid twenties. Because here's the thing, Sobel. No more for me betting on Xanders, Finaus, Spees, JTs, Cantlays. I'm either going Kepka, Rom, Scotty, even Rory. At least showed some signs of life. That you know, I, I I'd be more inclined to do that. He's the only other guy. Like I'm not messing around with these our group in the Ryder Cup. I'm sorry. Prove something before I give you any shackles moving forward. Cause these guys, I look up, it's like they're nowhere to be found. Nowhere. Look, I off. think it's a very legitimate takeaway that not just from this week, but from the last couple of years that look, there are guys that got it at, 
as uh, Nicholas Colsarts once said at the Ryder Cup, you've either got it in your pants or you don't. And sometimes you got to go with what's in your pants. <laughs> I'm still not totally sure what that means, but I love the fact that he said it on international TV after a Ryder Cup victory. And so, uh, look, there are guys that either have it or they don't. And we can watch Patrick Cantley every single week and go, that dude is really freaking good. Xander Shoffley has played really well at major championships, hasn't broken through. I still think he's going to. Max Homa, Sam Burns don't play well at major championships. They just haven't. Um, I, then there are guys, Scotty Scheffler plays well every single week. Like his floor is higher than anybody else's right now. Skepta Not even close. Wants to I agree. Step on throats. John Rahm wants to step on throats. Give me the throat steppers. I still think and he's not playing great. I mentioned him. Justin Thomas wants to step on throats. He's not playing very well right now. He needs to go eat a pizza once in a while because I, I think the no gluten thing is uh, deteriorating his mind and he's just pissed off all the time. But he needs to go out and um, and and start playing some better golf. But he will. He's got the right mentality for it. There are other guys who are just, I don't know, yeah, I'm a really good golfer. and See what happens. You know, I, I think being around these players and, and speaking with them, you get a better sense of like, all right, he's really good but he's just a stone cold killer. And then there are other guys. He's really good. He's like, ah, see what happens this week. I really hope that I play well. Like that ain't the attitude you got to have in a major championship. And so uh, you mentioned Cam Smith. Absolutely love him for the U S open. What's the hallmark of a U.S. open that we've seen over the last decade? It's a short game. Well, it, it's short game. It's Hey, everybody's going to miss the fairway. So we need guys that can mash it out of the rough and we need guys that have a great short game and can make putts. At least the second part of that is Cam Smith. I love Tony Finau. Tony Finau has been on my radar for the U.S. Open for a long time. I, I don't know. Is Tony Finau soft? I, I don't think so. But, boy, big events. Certainly doesn't seem to happen for a guy who looks like he's got top five in the world type talent. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's the same names every single week. And until we don't see those names up there, and Jordan Spieth, another name who... You know, that dude ain't soft. That dude was hurt. He played better, scored better every single round. Love him this week at Colonial. Jordan Spieth's going to win something very, very soon, if not this week. I mean, there are guys who have it at the big events and guys who they're just showing us time after time. They they don't really have it. Got to get you out of here on this just because, you know, he was one of the more fascinating guys over the last couple of years. And then he fell off the face of the earth. Skinny Bryson. I mean, do you, do you expect you you were around out there what was the talk he a breakthrough just a good course setup i mean do you expect him to be he's played lacc yeah. before obviously being a california guy he's comfortable with the with the grass so uh did is bryson just signs of life or is this something to keep an eye on because he's another guy that you know has had a lot of success in the biggest moments on the right setup so look oak hill was a I thought more of a U.S. Open type of setup than a PGA Championship type of setup. And quick sidebar, I wouldn't be surprised. I think Oak Hill proved itself. The new redesign was great. I wouldn't be surprised if Agreed. at some point the USGA goes to the PGA of Americans. Like, come on. Like, it's going to be better in June than it is in May. Looks more like a U.S. Open setup than a PGA Championship setup. Why don't you let us have that one? We'll give you, I think Olympic Club is now going into the PGA rotation. All right, we'll give you Olympic Club. You give us Oak Hill. I would not be surprised that the next time we see Oak Hill at a major championship, it's hosting a U.S. Open, not a PGA. So that's the aside there. But the fact that it played like a U.S. Open, 
it was suited more for Bryson DeChambeau than a lot of other golf tournaments yeah. are. I would expect Makes LACC sense. to be very much the same. So for me, it's about course fit for Bryson. I think that on any given week, you put him on a place where, hey, can you mash driver and just play some angles and everyone else is going to be in the rough. So being in the rough is not going to hurt you in relation to the field as much as other events where other guys are hitting 12 of 14 fairways. You're hitting four of 14 fairways. You're behind the eight ball. If everyone's hitting four of 14 fairways, well, Bryson's got a better shot of getting the ball to the hole more so than a lot of other players. And so I think we're going to see that next month. So I do like him a little bit there. But no, then we're going to go to an open championship at Royal Liverpool, and I don't think you'll see his name anywhere. I mean, I I wouldn't expect that uh, he's up there at all. So it's all course fit for Bryson. So do you think you're going to pivot on your LACC pick and go with one of the horses over Fino? Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I, I don't see how you go. You're right. After... Because even even Rom, like obviously Rom was getting going viral yeah. for his f bombs. Used to I just used to be like, well, he's got a big temper. To me, now his standard's so high, he's showing up. Like you said, the mind he's showing up to win, and when it's off, he's yeah. extra mad because like his mentality is like, I'm winning two or three majors this year, less of what it was a couple of years ago, just being a hothead. After Oma, in my opinion, that, that was my the guy. Takeaway. After he won at Tory, he won Tory, right? After he won there, like the entire yeah. world. I mean, I follow a lot of people who are. Uh, betting experts on social media and like the entire world started betting home. I mean, his number was like literally dropped. I did. I, did it. Yeah, I, I have mean, you're wrong. Like, I don't dislike him. Max Home is still best major finish is a 13th place at the PGA Championship last year. I, I don't dislike him for the US Open, but I mean, at some point, I think everyone sort of pivots and they go, I, I think there's that separation <laughs> like we were just talking about. I know, look, a lot of people like Cantley is an LA guy going back home. You might like Morikawa, another LA guy. I, and Morikawa has shown the stuff that can win major championships. If his putter was right, and his putter was right this past week. But I, watching Cam Smith, I'm like, man, this dude's yeah, got And there's something to be said for the live players. And we talked about Kepka peaking four times a year. Look, all the PGA Tour guys, they're playing designated events, elevated events, seemingly on an every other week kind of basis. They're playing big events all the time. The live guys... Where's you out? Yeah, yeah, they want to go out and win some live events. But four times a year, it's like, all right, let's go. This is my week. I mean, it, John Rom really wants to play well at the major championships. He's also got, what, eight other events, nine other events, where he really wants to play well against the best players on the PGA Tour. The live guys only have four of those. And so for Kepka, for Cam Smith, it's easier to peak on one of those weeks when you only have four of them as opposed to having – uh, double digits. Yeah, I think with the big three, Scotty, Rom, Rory, <clears throat> now you throw Kepka, I would put Cam Smith right up there to go headed in the to LACC. That would be m- kind of my group of players. Because I, I give Rory some credit. He showed signs of life. Still a little off, but he, I thought he battled more than historically he has. He did sometimes. not have his best stuff, and he finished well. A lot of times, look, Rory didn't have his best stuff in the Masters, missed the cut. I love the fact that Rory didn't have his out, best yeah. stuff and finished in seventh place. That's a good sign, I think, moving forward. I'd like to see him with his best stuff at some point, um, but at least that's a step in the right direction for him. Agreed. Well, Sobel, uh, have a good Memorial Day weekend. Play some golf. I've got one last thing for okay, you. Go. Shout out to Hunter Mayhan. I was hanging out with Hunter Mayhan, who was doing analysis for our SiriusXM radio coverage this past week, and at one point he goes, dude, you know John Middlecoff? It's like, that's so cool. He's like, yeah, what a great guy. He's like, man. 
So you you've got a you've got a massive fan in Hunter Mayhan. I remember playing golf a couple of years ago with Spencer Levine, and I was like, you know, we were talking about the PGA Tour. He's like, I always thought if I beat Hunter in a tournament, I had some success. I'm like Hunter can play. I mean, that, that dude was that dude's still can play, but he, and, he and getting stick. taste now doing some radio, which is which is pretty cool for him. Hell yeah, I heard him doing last year. He was doing some college events. He's yeah. he's gonna be good. He be a good transition yep. for him. Uh, so we'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.